0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duklas Rasslin podcast, I do want to let you know Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are without a doubt my favorite website. To head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast superior quality in sound also they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos but the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s so you can edit them separately you can put them together do whatever you got to do the main idea is Zencaster. ZenCaster.com. That's Z E N C A S T R. For all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones, all your needs there online for communication, ZenCaster has you covered. That's right. Welcome to another special edition of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. I am here. I am alive. I feel like uh, you know Carlito Brigante from Carlito's Way. Shout out to Al Pacino. You know I am reinvigorated, uh, liberated, and about to be relocated. That's right. That's that's how I feel, folks. I am surviving the. The hex that was put on me by some humanoid, somehow, some way, they put that COVID-19 hex on me and it finally caught up to me. Tony Khan probably paid a lot of money to get that done. I'm kidding. Maybe not. But folks, I'm still here. And I brought a guy who is out here. New year, new him. He's out here changing his life. He's losing pounds left and right. He's training. I think he's going to defend my honor once he gets down to his goal weight. So all of you humanoids and skinny jean wearers out there, watch yourself, because I'm sending some top-shelf muscle after you. I'm talking about my fellow New Englander here, the one, the only, Mr. Danny G. What's up, Danny G?
1: Papa Duke, how's it going? You've been, you've been down and out for a little bit, buddy. Definitely Listen, down and out. Been a little bit more ornery than usual, that's for sure.
0: I'm not used to uh, being under the weather this long, so this is a... Uh, this is a, a change for me, but you know, I, I probably needed the rest, of Danny G. So I'm not, I'm not going to complain too much. Could be worse. You, you dealt with it and you brushed it off. So I got to be more like you.
1: <laughs> no, hey, it's different for everybody. It's, it's, diff- it's honestly different for everybody. You know, I mean, I'm not one of those, you know, conspiracy theorists. You know what I mean? I mean, I have my views on on, on the whole COVID thing, but I, I did. I, I'll never. Not acknowledge that it's a real thing and it's there and it hits everybody differently, you know, like a lot of other sicknesses do. And some people get it bad, some people don't. Um, I was lucky. I didn't. I literally had it for like three or four days, and within about a week or so, I was ninety-five to hundred percent, and I was back to work without without a problem. So I, I lucked out. I, I mean, it's the truth. I lucked out, and but I know plenty of people who haven't who haven't been as lucky.
0: Well, listen, man. I you got to do some research for me and find out. I mean, did somebody put a hex on me or what? What the hell is this all about here?
1: Oh, I'm 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 gonna go with Tony Khan. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna agree with you on that a hundred percent.
0: He's got the big bucks. He could do it. He, he's got he sure Danny Daddy's money. You know, he can he can do whatever he wants with Daddy's money. Yeah. Um, they made a couple extra bucks this year with the Jaguars, so you know that could have translated to. God, Tony. it's
1: hard. It's hard to root for that team. Yeah.
0: I like there's the quarterback. So, there's though. so
1: many the coach is good. There's so many likable players. It was a good story, but then you just see that little pip squeak
0: <laughs> around and you're just like, oh come on. Listen, listen, my favorite my favorite thing about Tony Khan, and I'm I'm dead serious here. <clears throat> it's it's so hard for me to take this guy seriously when every time he hugs somebody, he closes his eyes. And it is like the most uncomfortable, intimate moment you'll ever see in your life. And I'm sure this is just his way of expressing himself because he cares, but it's a, listen, I hug my friends. I hug people that I care about. You know, I, I'm, I'm, a hugger. I'm a, I'm, I'm down with that. As long as everybody is okay, you know, invading each other's space like that, but you're not going to see me closing my eyes in this deep, uh, embrace as if this is the last time I'm going to touch a human being. It's like a ever deep or
1: orgasmic embrace. Almost, yeah, dude. You
0: know? This guy is—he looks like he's having a little too much fun when he does it. So exactly, you know, exactly. Tony. The next time I see you, Tony, and, and believe it or not, uh, you know, we're, we're going to cross paths a lot more than you realize, Tony. And I'm not talking pro wrestling either. But the next time I see you, Tony, I'm the first thing I'm going to tell you is do not hug me.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, Tony, if you're listening, you're coming to my neck of the woods in April. Um, Feel free to invite me down to your show. I'd be happy to attend and rip you to shreds afterwards.
0: Listen, listen, be careful. He's going to have you sign an NDA and then invite you to the private parties there.
1: (laughs) I'm not drinking. I can't go to the private parties.
0: He'll give you a special concoction from that that bag that he carries around. This is from him. He says he's the bartender. So, you know.
1: Yeah. Hard pass. (laughs) Hard pass on that.
0: All right listen let's get off with Tony because we got a more important thing to talk about here because you know Danny um you and I we got heat with each other a little bit we got heat with each other you 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 brought your kid involved um you know and 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 she was trying to play referee and what have you even though I know the fix was in because she comes from your loins so you know I, I never felt like I was getting a fair shake. When she was was relaying messages back and forth between the two of us, because um, in reality, there's something that you're just wrong about, Danny, Ooh. and you you refuse to admit that you're wrong, and you and I gotta have it out on this on this show about it, okay? okay. Because you seem to believe that Vincent Kennedy McMahon, my good friend the greatest of all time, the most important person in the history of the entire wrestling industry. You seem to have it in your mind that he needs to retire and allow his punk kids and his, and his, and his, his new Coke punk son-in-law who couldn't, who couldn't book a library, uh, you seem to have it in your mind that Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the greatest of all time, should just relinquish everything. The guy who built a multi-billion dollar empire. He should just let these punk kids run everything. Am, am I characterizing your position properly here, Danny? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, my friend. You have the floor. I'm I'm gonna shut up for a second and let's hear this. Let's hear this this Danny G logic on all this right, one. So
1: First and foremost, when it comes to running the actual business portion of WWE, I don't necessarily think Vince needs to be hand off with that. Hands off with that. Um, I think that my gut feeling on all of this, Duke, is you know, I told you the last time I was on, I think even that I felt it was best for business that he step aside after all those allegations because it may be a good idea to not be in the forefront and take the attention away from the actual people and the performers in the company. And sure enough, a couple of weeks later, he did that. He retired. My honest opinion on this is he sat there and he stewed because he actually saw the company doing well without him. He saw the attendance numbers going up. He saw the ratings were doing better. I don't think he liked Triple H bringing back all these people, and I agree. Some of them shouldn't have been brought back. You know, you you know well who I think should have, should have been brought back. So, my basic point is: I think if he's there to orchestrate a sale and get the most money for the company that he built, I don't have an actual issue with that. I can understand that. What? I think is wrong in this situation. And this happens all the time in all sorts of industries. It happens with sports franchises. It happens with restaurants. It happens with other types of businesses. You have your kids and your family in the mix. You leave the business to them to run it. If you want to sell a portion of it of to them so that they are owners, that's understandable. I get that. I understand that. But he had his business in capable hands with Stephanie, Nick Khan, and Triple H. And I know you call him New Coke or whatever, but honestly, since Triple H took over, the booking has gotten way better. It's not great all around, but it has gotten much better. So my ultimate point is this. If Vince wants to be in the picture because he wants to sell the business, okay, you can't take that away from him. He is the sole owner of the company. He is the controlling stockholder, whatever. The way he brought himself back into the business, I felt was wrong. I felt he was being a petulant child. I felt that the fact that the entire board members voted against it, so he basically had to force his way back on. I felt that was wrong. And I honestly hope creatively he stays away because, yes, he's the best to ever do it. 100%. No no questions asked. He has built megastars. He has built great performers. He's booked fantastic matches. But there comes a time when you have to understand your time has come. And his time has come creatively. Because there were many more mistakes in what he was doing than there were good things. And people will say, well, look at Roman right now. Great. It took him 10 years to get Roman in this spot. So... As long as Vince stays away from the day to day creative stuff, I have no issue with him at all. But if he starts butting his head into the creative stuff and wants to do some of the garbage that he was doing, like changing people's names and Cat Lee and dressing Carrion Cross up as a gladiator and the 24 7 segments, keep that stuff off my screen. I don't want any of that. I just want Vince to run the business and let the better people, the more, cap- I can't say more capable. The more up to date with the talent today, let them do what they do. Let them run the business. He has every right to give his input, but I don't feel like they should have to listen to it.
0: Okay. So, so here, here's the thing, Danny. I get opinion and I get, you know, um, having a feeling, having a hunch and, and, and wanting to. Protect what you like about pro wrestling. I get it. Spe- specifically WWE. And ju- I
1: get just it. to cut you off for a quick sec, I am speaking as a fan here. So that is, I, I should have said that from the beginning, but I'm sorry. Continue.
0: I get it. I get it. And and I, I'm not, and I want to make sure that I'm being clear about that. I, I'm not trying to discredit or discount how you feel about stuff. But where you and I depart on this is... You really don't have any facts to support your position. So, if we take a look at everyone who's working on top and actually drawing money today in the WWE, they're all put there by Vince McMahon. Triple H has yet to actually hit. <laughs> He's, you know, Johnny Gargano is not hitting. Well, uh, you know, what I'll uh, say
1: about I- that, Duke. Is you're putting forty years of experience
0: versus six months? Okay, but here's the point: this is a business, pal. Oh, I know. This isn't this isn't playtime. Okay, this is this is a point where they are the most valuable they have ever been in the history of the industry. No company, no wrestling company, has ever been as valuable as WWE. It's never happened. Nor will I, anyone ever will be. And yeah, we probably will never see this again. And they're at a point now where it's like, if you're going to sell the company, if you're going to cash out, you got to do it now because you're probably not going to increase the overall value of the company any more than what you're going to be able to do this year. So, you know, 2023 is the year where you're either going to sell or you're going to take it private and you're going to do some other business dealings. But you know they can get between 8 and 10 billion dollars right now and i don't think that'll ever happen again so you got to do it before the bubble bursts you don't put the fate of something worth that much money into the hands of amateurs and let's be honest here triple h is a failed booker he's not a, he, he is not a successful booker nxt failed and to date nxt continues to you know be a lot less than what it should be at this point. Not, it's not successful. We can't call it that, Danny. So it's in fact NXT generates so little money that it's it doesn't even have its own line item. When you take a look at the WWE's uh, financial numbers, they put NXT's contract in the miscellaneous area. You know what that means? They're they're barely making twenty million dollars, if that, from USA. So that's a problem. <laughs> that's a big problem. That's, that's Triple H's baby, right? The old no, NXT, not this one. I'm talking about this one. All of it. It's all his. I, I I think that the other issue that I have is that we don't know what Vince was responsible for booking. We assume a lot of things, but we don't know that everything we didn't like is Vince's fault because here's the reality of the situation. Vince left and much of the writing team stayed the same. So for the last two quarters, that was all Triple H being in charge of creative and the writing team answering to him. Are you going to sit there with a straight face, Danny G and tell me that you enjoyed most of what WWE was doing in the last two quarters outside of Roman Reigns, which is what Vince McMahon was doing anyway. (laughs) Are you going to tell me that you've enjoyed the product that much?
1: I've enjoyed it more than the previous two quarters before that. I can tell you that.
0: Danny, they have not built any new stars. Do you realize that?
1: And None. I, I guess Nobody. I guess I'm patient. I, I'm 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 being I guess I'm being more patient. Well, who's
0: next? Who's the next new star that they're building? That's on the main roster. Forget about NXT for a sec. On the main roster, who? are they building that wasn't already a star before Vince stepped down for for the two quarters that he did?
1: Well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, there are guys. You're right. Everybody there is a holdover. And and you know what? That happens when you inherit a company. You're going to have holdovers. But Danny, I'm not willing. It's not to like Triple H, Triple H didn't
0: bring guys in and try to do things with them. Who's the next star that's no, coming out of his field? He, you know, agree. He didn't, Triple H didn't bring in
1: people that, you know, you know how I feel about that. I don't think he didn't bring any of those people back to be, to be, he, he brought in people to fill in the mid card. That's, that's how I, that, that's what I see as the truth. You know, I think he brought in people to kind of fill the mid card and to give some, to give some, a little bit more depth to the roster because it was cut. It was, it was still there, but it, it was cut kind of thin and it was getting, it was getting repetitive.
0: But how do you make money? off of Bronson Reed he oh God
1: that. all right that's a bad example because you what, what was the first <laughs> thing I sent you as a message when I saw Bronson Reed come back?
0: well oh, forget about that how do you make money off of Karrion cross right now how do you make money that's off a, of
1: you know you're right and which is too bad because i i i I like Karrion Cross, and I think I think they're doing the right things with this character. It could be on him at this point, you know I honestly think the next big star with the company is Montez Ford. That's who I think is the next big guy. But that's a Vince McMahon
0: guy. That's a Vince McMahon. Well, Vince he McMahon also came put from NXT. Titles.
1: He came from NXT and has what a Triple H thing too.
0: What does that mean? What does that really mean? He had to come up to the main roster. Of course. And they made him tag team champion. Triple H didn't do that.
1: Yeah, well, a lot of these guys, I mean, Roman, Seth Rollins... Um, you know, Big E. A lot of these guys all came up from 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 NXT from the original days.
0: But what does that mean, though? When you get up to the main roster, you either sink or you swim.
1: Exactly. And you're somebody, either going to yeah, be Alexis list it, where but... you
0: become a big time champion, or you're going to be Curtis Axel where you have nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's 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 like, what does that mean? <clears throat> you know?
1: You know it's 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 a good debate. It's it's it, it's a good debate. But I, I mean, I'm like I said, I'm not willing to. In a year, all right. I would say this by by SummerSlam. If there isn't somebody next on the horizon under the Triple H regime, then I agree with you. I think, there is no right.
0: Triple H regime. You got to understand this. He may be head of creative, but Vince McMahon is back as the chairman and all that other good stuff. So it's either with Vince or without Vince. Whatever success happens you know, going forward and whatever failures happen going forward, you can put some of that on Vince McMahon. You gotta put it you gotta put it on.
1: You can you can and you can't. You can you you can put some of it on him, but if he's not involved creatively and he's not like yaying or naying everything, then you put it on the people who are making decisions.
0: You so- want to give Triple H credit for the hard work that Vince McMahon puts in and I'm not gonna allow it to happen. Okay. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to all the fans out there who want to who want to give Triple H all the praise, but they don't want to hold them accountable for all the failures, which he has a lot more of those than the other way. Okay,
1: uh, Vince, Vince, has, Vince McMahon, has
0: plenty of failures, man. Plenty, Vince, but he's the, he's a difference maker. I mean, come on, you can't look. Yeah, the company jumped forty percent in value as soon as Vince McMahon came back.
1: Yeah, and I've also been monitoring it slowly but surely trickling down back back down again.
0: That, that trickle down is still higher than what it was before he came back. It's still a much bit. higher. <laughs> it's, still, it's still much higher. It's like what 10 dollars more, right? No, it went up from
1: like seventy nine to like eighty five. It's it, at eighty six today. I think but, is when it,
0: when it closed at eighty six today. It, it topped ninety. It almost hit a hundred. It did. It
1: yes, it did. It did. You are Stop right.
0: You know, don't yes. don't try to play me here. It did. I'm to, actually it the it best top
1: ninety at first. It did top you know, ninety at first.
0: So so you know it, uh, again, it's he's still. The effect is nothing but positivity. And they're about to post record profits again. It's going to be another record revenue year. Yep. Um, no thanks to Triple H because they lost money while Vince was gone. So I actually did look into that-,
1: that. I did yeah. look into that. Yeah. And
0: here's the thing. It, no, there's no thing. Did they lose money when, when, when Vince was no, gone? No, they did not lose money. Okay.
1: They didn't make as much. Okay. But they didn't lose money. And... They also were in a better financial standing, which means the company as a whole
0: was in a better position. Better position when? After Vince stepped down. Well, we know that's not true because as soon as he came back, they increased so much in value.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you add back to you add you add back a figurehead. That's going to happen. That's going to get. That's going to no. Get. That's
0: not going to happen. What are you talking about? That's not going to happen. Well, you think that's just automatic? You could just pull a guy and, and bring him back, and then every, you know numbers go up not automatically. Just, not just any guy, but you brought back VKM. Okay, this is my point. So, in terms of business, there's nothing better than having Vince McMahon around. The company is nothing without him. The company is is literally. A failure without him okay Vince McMahon is a difference maker which is why anyone that wants to do business with WWE they only want to do business if Vince McMahon's involved if he's not involved they're not going to do business then why did board members step down and why are there lawsuits coming out against them those lawsuits happen and in fact it's smart to happen because you want to make sure that something illegal is not happening and this is people who just don't understand the law. Vince has every right to come back and, and, and assume power the way that he did. People are suing just in case there's some kind of loophole that they can exploit. And they hope that he's probably going to settle with them. Because that's the best thing you can do with somebody who's in a position where they're trying to sell and offload something of such value. They'll just settle just to get you out of the way so you don't interfere or slow up the potential sale. You know, so it's a money grab. We know what this is. And that's okay. That's that's part of the business. You know, it's it's the cost of doing business. But all those people who step down from the board, they can go to hell because Vince McMahon was Vince McMahon before they even joined the board. So whatever high horse they think they have, they're a joke. That's my opinion on that. Okay, this is the same guy. We knew who he was and what he was. We know about the, the a lot of the facts of some of the terrible things he's done, right? But they joined the board despite all of that. So now suddenly they got some kind of moral code. They can go to hell, every one of them. Okay, the company and the company's made more money since they've been gone. So imagine that. That tells you how much they how, how much value they added to the board. <laughs> Give me a break.
1: Board, member, board members don't add value.
0: Okay, well, you know. When Michelle Wilson and 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 um, George Barrios, when they initially were let go, WWE stock dropped.
1: That happens with any company when 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 there's a change in power. Okay, That's- but they
0: were part of the board as well.
1: Yeah, true, but it's oh. it's it's, it's going to happen with any company.
0: Okay, and when and when them. and when the chairman of the board stepped down, you know the company didn't do too well during that period. The their trajectory did. slowed Dude,
1: the company did better their
0: trajectory slowed it didn't they do better. sold
1: more tickets their TV ratings went up they they made money
0: the they only did not reason make they as they much make money as much money was because the they added payroll and they added they equipment. The first
1: two huh they added payroll by bringing back wrestlers they put Stop. more into their Stop. live events they put more staff into place now, that's now why part. they didn't make as much money.
0: They added more stuff. They were let up. go a bunch of people too, Danny Jesus, Just recently offset yes. each other. They, no, they were doing layoffs before then. Stop it, Danny. They were doing layoffs before then. You know, every quarter they do layoffs so that they can they can cover the dividend payments without having to dip into the kitty. That's what happens with that. We can we we see it every year. They do at least three separate rounds of layoffs every single year, like clockwork. And that also coincides with when they do the dividend payments so you're making excuses next thing you're going to tell me is that because of the NFL that's why uh you know they they made less money compared to the first two quarters go ahead and tell me that too
1: because what 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 are you talking about because of the NFL
0: well because wWE had to compete with the NFL or triple H had to compete with the NFL so that's he did. why they couldn't they weren't as did. successful because he had to compete with the NFL stop it okay? of course he did you're you're making excuses for a guy. Who has proven that he's just as good of a booker as you are? Okay? Uh, and I don't understand
1: then it. Then you're giving me credit for being a pretty good booker. <laughs> I, I am a better book. I, I can't. I could book a better show than Tony Khan. That is for sure. Well,
0: I think we all can. You, you know, the, your your uh, your kids could book a better show than Tony Khan. So, That's right. You know, we'll my baby girl, events. my
1: my my daughter, who goes to the live events with me. Exactly. She probably could. I believe that. I'll tell you this story real quick. It's funny. Um, I had to drive my son to college, uh, to Michigan. And um, we actually had this. We stopped in Cleveland. It was me and my two boys. And AEW was actually in town that night in Cleveland. And I almost went. Uh-oh. But we got there too late. And I just I ended up not going. But I, I turned it on the TV, right? And my oldest son, who was with me, watched it for five minutes. And he's like, what is this crap? Crap he's like, this doesn't look like the stuff that we used to watch when I was younger dad. I'm like, trust me, buddy, it's not.
0: <laughs> the worst. The worst. <clears throat> and not getting better either.
1: No, and that's, that's my biggest problem with the company is that they're not, they're not getting better. They're not, not getting, getting better. better. And then they're going, they're, going to de- they're going to desperate lengths to try to get ratings that are just, in my mind, disgusting. Disgusting.
0: Well, I mean we we might as well talk about it since you're saying it. So let's let's transition back to this this issue here. Um there was a tribute to Jay Briscoe. You know, Tony Khan for a while now has alleged that Warner Brothers Discovery, as he calls them the network, would not allow the Briscoe brothers to be on TV. Now you'll allow the meth addicted drug uh, a bank robber. Um you'll allow <laughs> People who have been convicted of rape. You'll allow, you know, drug dealers and pimps and all sorts of other people to be on there. But the network won't allow the Briscoes because Jay Briscoe said some disparaging remarks about gay people nearly 10 years ago, apologized for it, made amends. His peers uh, forgave him. Many of the fans forgave him because he actually did the work and showed that. You know he he had learned from his mistakes, right? So, but according to Tony Khan, the network would never let them on. Well, as soon as Jay Briscoe dies, suddenly Mark Briscoe is allowed to wrestle in the main event, not just on not just on the card, not just appear, but wrestle in the main event on Dynamite. And there's two schools of thought there. Me personally, I'm okay with it because if that means that the the Briscoe family that if their family is going to get you know, some money from the money mark on that, then fine. Just, you know, pay them. They worked for it. It is what it is. But Danny, you bring up a, a fair point that I didn't really consider. What's your position on that?
1: Well, I'm going to start this by saying, one, uh, everything I say about Tony Khan is I first, I, I, it's Tony Khan as the AEW owner, businessman, etc. Has nothing to do with him as a person or an individual. I think probably in life, he's probably a decent guy. Um, I actually probably think he's a pretty good guy in life. Um, But as far as like a businessman and a business owner, Tony Khan, I'm going to quote you, Duke, you're a freaking scumbag, okay? Because you mean to tell me you went to bat with the network since you quote unquote purchased Ring of Honor to get the Briscoes on TV and they wouldn't allow it. And then all of a sudden, tragedy happens. For Might I add, the second time within your company, an unfortunate tragedy has happened. And you know what, buddy? You're batting a thousand. You're two for two on this, on exposing a bad situation, a tragedy in life to gain a rating because that's what this was, okay? That's what this was. He saw that rating, raw rating on Monday night, that big raw rating, the biggest raw rating they've had in a couple of years, and he lost his mind. I need to do something to get eyes on my business, So I'm going to get this guy on my TV after his brother just passed away and we'll have a tribute and we'll do all this with him and we'll get it on there right away. I think that is classless. I think that is bad business and I think it is slimy because you're just trying to get people to watch your program, okay? Now, I don't disagree with wanting to eventually do that. I think that would be fine. I think in a couple of weeks, maybe once the dust is settled, maybe once we get a nice positive update on Jay's two daughters and his wife, get a good family going, good, you know, the family starts coming back, starts getting improving on a daily basis, then maybe you do a nice tribute show with them, you have them come out, you do something like that. Not a week after the guy just died in a car accident, right? Not not a week. And honestly, like I'm not, I, I can't judge it if it was. It was probably up to Mark Briscoe, and if he felt okay to do it, that's, that's on him. That's fine. doesn't mean I have to agree with it. It doesn't mean I would, I, would, I, would, I would do something like that myself. I think it was in poor taste by Tony Khan. I've talked to you about it before. I hate the way, and I've noticed since there's been some backlash, he's kind of stopped using Brody Lee's kid on TV as much. I think that's classless. I think doing this to get a rating, and that's all you did, Tony, was to get a rating. You wanted to try to get people to watch so you could get that $1 million rating. And you know something? A whopping 30,000 more people watched your show, and you just you got 1,003,000 people for a rating. Bravo. <laughs> you, you did it. You did it. So, I mean, I, I just, I just think that that's, I just think that's in poor taste. I think the whole thing is done in poor taste. I think he will do anything in his power to try to make himself look like the good guy in the entire wrestling community, and the way he goes about doing it is 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 wrong. So that's my opinion only. I'm speaking again as a fan, but Tony Khan, you're a scumbag for doing that. You're a complete scumbag as a businessman for exposing a family the way you just did.
0: You know, it's interesting when you talk about trying to be the good guy because Tony's telling everyone who listened that he and his father are interested in in purchasing WWE. And I find that interesting because he's the same guy that'll say there shouldn't be monopolies in wrestling and all this other stuff. And then he turns around and he's trying to create a monopoly. So... Oh, he would. He would...
1: Come on, Duke. He would if if he had if he could, he would buy WWE. Vince would never sell to them, never. And I don't care if they outbid everybody, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it because he's not going to. He, he if he's going to sell, he's going to sell to who he wants to, but he's not going to sell to somebody. I think who he thinks will completely ruin his company, and that's exactly what Tony Khan would do. He would totally destroy WWE. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I he, think.
1: We'd have, we'd have, we'd have all, we'd have all the uh, flippy, dippy, peanut butter, skippy every week.
0: Well, of course, the first thing that they did in Dynamite this week, first match, was exactly that—just flips for flip's sake. That's it. That's all it was. It was just, yeah. It's just embarrassing. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's so. I don't understand why he continues to try to uh, cater to this like independent wrestling audience. That's not going to bring eyes to your television. Tony it's not what's going to bring eyes to your television is improving your product from day one that's the beginning cut this crap with your performers doing comic cons and signing autographs all weekend long do house shows I actually you know I have a theory about that too because I read something that Jeff Jarrett was trying to get that going I think they're trying to get house shows going but I think they're going to these places they're saying it's not going to be on TV and they're like why why? We have 6,000 seats. You're only going to sell 2,000. It's not worth it. It's not worth it for you to rent the place because because it's not going to do anything. We're going to have to pay our staff to come in and sell concessions. We're going to lose money because there's not going to be enough people in the building. That's, that's my theory. Wow. So you've got you've to do something. This YouTube dark thing is not getting your your, your, your performance enough practice. They're sloppy. They're getting hurt. You can see it on television. Your television production people don't have enough practice and they don't have enough time behind it to actually make the product look better like WWE. Half of what WWE looks good on TV is all camera work. You know what I mean? They They hide the mistakes. They hide the botches because they know how to do it. You know, he's not improving the product at any way. You're letting your inmates run the asylum. And that was apparent with the whole CM Punk, Young Bucks thing. All right. You said this yourself. Daniel Bryan doesn't want to sell T-shirts. Buddy, I'm paying you $3 million a year. We're making a freaking T-shirt, the American Dragon T-shirt. You know, you got to stop worrying about a best of seven series with the Young Bucks and whatever they were, Penta, the inner death triangle, whatever they were called. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Seven of the exact same matches on TV. Seven of them on TV week after week after week. I think the ratings went down every single week that that match was on, right? You've got an old, ridiculous Chris Jericho running around like he's the god of wrestling with that absolutely horrible, horrible Jericho Appreciation Society right now. that I see them come out in those outfits and it is is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. Chris Jericho should be embarrassed after all of the good things he has done with his career, after all the ways he's reinvented himself to be coming out on television week after week like that. It is disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And then the one time you have a wonderful organic promo with Ricky Starks. That was the best, some of the best 20 minutes of television I've seen in all of wrestling in years. That promo he did with MJF. Fantastic. You build up in a week, you build up a week. What happens? Ricky Stocks loses to MJF. Done. Now he's in a program with Jericho. He's losing to Jericho now. The one guy that you could have built to be a good star, a guy who has mic skills a guy who is fantastic in the ring. What do you do? He's being buried again. It is awful. It is so bad what this guy does. He's he's got him teaming it up with some independent flippy guy, Andretti or whatever. Give me a break, Tony. People don't want to see that on your TV. You know what people want to see? People want to see CM Punk versus MJF again. People want to see Daniel Bryan win your world championship and defend against some of your top stars. You know, maybe a guy like Wardlow. Oh, by the way, oh, you ruined him pretty quick. Will Hobbs, oh, you had him lose. You had him lose on one punch to your freaking pockets guy, Orange Cassidy, who you got a title on, who gets more TV time than just about anybody. You know, you've got the acclaimed. They're actually a good tag team. Do you have them feuding with the Young Bucks? Do you have them feuding with FTR? Do you have them feuding with uh, – uh, I'm sorry the um the same tag team the, the death triangle no you've got to be in a feud with the gun club doing family therapy promos it's it's unbelievable Th- there's no common sense to their booking
0: Duke none Danny G is coming in hot and heavy you know and I just want to say shout out to Tiffany Nieves you know she was part of that that family therapy uh, session and she was the best part of it her and her red shoes. Tiffany looking sharp in the red. She did
1: shoes. look damn good.
0: <laughs> I, t- you know, I told her a couple years ago. I said, "Look, there's something about you in the color red. Wear more red." She'll tell you this herself. And sure enough, since then, you know, she every time she pops out the red, everyone goes crazy. So.
1: Well, Tiffany, I- I'm gonna have to apologize to you because I honestly didn't watch the segment. I didn't watch any of the show um, because I've gotten to the point now where I I, I don't watch. I'll keep up and I'll look at I'll look at it after the fact. I'll read the, the rundown of the show. I've gotten to the point where I can't watch because every time I give it a chance, Duke, I get I I get upset. I see yeah, it's, the it's wrong people watch. in the wrong places. I see so much good talent being completely wasted. Um because you know why? He lets them do what they want.
0: You're right. You're absolutely he right. Has- but you, you did see the photos of Tiffany. I did. Okay. <laughs> All right, just want to make sure we're clear about that. Here. Oh, I did. You know yes. I'm not going to miss that, Duke. She, she looks sharp. Um, oh, by
1: the way, the the photo, shout out to the photo you placed of a, out there of a Layla Gray. Layla, oh, yeah. I know you're listening.
0: Yeah.
1: Luke Curtis, bravo, my friend. Yeah, he's, bravo. he's the man. you've done very well for yourself. He's, well He's deserved. a good
0: salesman, clearly. And honestly, clearly.
1: honestly, Layla, I'd love to see you back in WWE. I really yeah. would. I would hope someday. I think I really hope the best for the both of those those two. I really do. Um, I don't know them well. I know they're members of the group. I don't know them at all, to be a better word, but they just seem like genuine good people, and I really am pushing, for, pulling for you both. I really Great hope folks. you both success.
0: Great folks. And, and I'll tell you, keep an eye out. Uh, later this year, there's going to be a reality show.
1: I know. You've told me. I'm, I'm dying for that.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I, I know all three of them, Tiffany, good. Layla, Luke. All three of them are going to be making appearances so that that'll be interesting yes big deal there you know danny we have the uh royal rumble tonight as we record this here on saturday we have the royal rumble tonight do you have any predictions for
1: us (sighs) i've actually i'm actually looking forward to the rumble as i as i always am um i kind of like that the fact that this year that they haven't really announced a whole bunch of um like competitors so there's going to be some surprises obviously um Obviously, my obvious choice is Cody for the men's, but um, I got a feeling there'll be a swerve of some sort, uh, but I, I do think, I think Cody, um, I'd love to see it be Sami Zayn. I really do. I really would. I think, um, I think that would be an interesting, an interesting swerve in all of it. So I think that would be good uh, for the women. Ah, I'd love to see Rhea Ripley win it. I really would. I'm not sure that she will. I, I have a feeling that it's gonna be one of the, you know, the mainstays. Like maybe it's gonna be Becky Lynch. Um, could be Bailey. It could be Bayley. Um could be Rhonda again if she's in it. You never know. But so the women's a little harder to predict, I think. But I think I think for the men, it's gonna I I in my heart of hearts, I think it's gonna be Cody. I do. I mean it's Oh, this is it's, this I, is interesting. It's kind of like Shawn Michaels. I forget what year I want to say. Shawn Michaels in '96 or '97, maybe it was '96. After he came back from being hurt, he came in at number one and he won the whole thing. I, I think, I think, I think that's what's gonna I think you're gonna see Cody get in there early, have a great showing, and win the whole thing.
0: This, you know, Sammy is putting a monkey wrench in the whole Cody Cody thing because I know he is. Let's be honest here. Yeah, Sammy Zayn will force Cody Rhodes heel. I think Sammy Zayn will ruin any babyface run that Cody Rhodes has, and and it's going to hurt the company in the long.
1: Yeah, it's 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 it could. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Which honestly, if think of it this way, there's been a lot of talk of them splitting the titles off of Roman. Part of that could be because of Sammy.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. You know,
1: it could be because they're like, this guy's, you know, this guy's over. He's over right now. Oh, he's
0: getting over. I, I don't know if that translates into merchandise sales.
1: You're right. You, you, well, the, ooh, I'm sure the Bloodline, the oo shirts are, are doing well. I, yeah. I would love to see the numbers
0: on that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. Honorary oo shirts, That's that would yeah. be interesting. I'd, lo- um, I'd love
1: to see that. But, I, you know, the, the crowds are behind him, um, and <clears throat> so there's that. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I definitely, I definitely think that, you know, they're hoping i think they're hoping to get a couple of guys like Cody like Sammy Even, you know Drews Drews in there too Seth Rollins is there they need to, they they need to separate i love Roman with two titles i think it's awesome i really do but they got to they got to separate him cuz he's just he doesn't have if you're going to have the two titles i think you need to be on every show every week
0: so so think, what if what if you do something like this cuz you got me thinking now what if you do this what if you have Cody eliminate Sammy. Well no, cuz then you're going to turn Cody heel. The fans are not going to like that. Sammy has to eliminate Cody.
1: Yes. That's but a then good you idea.
0: turn But but then then Cody is going to turn heel. You got to find a way for Sammy to feel like he's been screwed and then for him to turn heel and somehow get Sammy versus Cody where Sammy is the heel. Going after Cody and maybe maybe Cody is pursuing Sammy in that regard because the odds are against
1: him. It is I mean, look, we all know that Roman is is technically a heel. We know that. But I'll tell you, if you go to a live event,
0: yeah, you which I've know. been
1: to a couple, yeah. when that music hits, ain't mm-hmm. nobody booing.
0: <laughs> it's true. Although although they were booing um when Roman was getting tough on Sammy out on SmackDown.
1: Yes. Yes, that, yes, yes. His, so this that, is
0: why Cody is in a tough, it, it, here's my issue. Listen, no disrespect to Cody Rhodes, okay? I He and I got an interesting history with each other. and I'm not trying to pick on the guy, give the guy a hard time. Because I, you know, I honestly feel like this affects him personally. So I want to be very careful in what I'm saying. Cody Rhodes is not the baby face that he wants the world to believe he is. Yeah, we've talked about this. You've you've mentioned this before, and and I think that it it makes him unreasonable because I think that he wants to he wants it to be that way, and it's like, buddy, you're just not that likable. Yeah, you're just not like. I you know what you,
1: know. I, I I know what you're saying. I I hate I hate you on that. Like. Not, not Cena.
0: Yeah, he's not Cena. He's not even Sammy. He's not even Sammy. Sammy Zayn has always been a great wrestler. I mean, his matches with Nakamura were freaking fantastic in NXT. His feud with Kevin Owens has crossed, you know, multiple promotions, and and go back a couple of decades now at this point. Um, you know, Sammy is somebody who we've seen, and now he's in an underdog role. But we know he's a great wrestler and, and his, his character development is there. This is an interesting thing. I, I want to see what happens when he becomes champion. More yeah. than I want to see Cody become champion.
1: Yeah, I do. I I, I, I want to see Cody. I, I feel like, um, you know, I feel bad that Cody got hurt and it's a good story. But, you, you know, but I agree with you in a sense. I don't know if he's going to be the guy to take it off of Roman. Um. I honestly don't know if anybody's going to take it off of Roman. I think they might just let. I think they might let Roman keep running with it and then just give it up, which would be kind of lame. But because it's like there's nobody right now that has like the real star power that he has, you know. Because yes. even if even if The Rock does come back, he ain't beating him. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true.
0: That's you a know good point. he ain't
1: beating him. You know, even if he fights Austin at WrestleMania, he ain't beating Austin. Austin ain't beating him. You know what I mean? It's it's not gonna it's not gonna happen. So, you know i I actually think, and I think you and I discussed this before too. I think that eventually, if Roman and Cody wrestle for the first time, I think Roman's gonna beat Cody originally. Yeah, I think he's gonna beat him. Yeah, and then I think, and I think, then I think it'll be one of those stories, and Cody'll come back and then take the belt off him, maybe at like SummerSlam or something like that. You know, a lot of this Duke too does hinge on what Roman's ultimate schedule is going to be moving forward. Is he going to keep doing this? You know, I mean, he's had a couple of bouts with cancer, you know, and I mean, granted, he's in phenomenal shape and everything, but you know, he's he's not old, but he's definitely not young anymore, and you know, this stuff takes a toll on his body. Is he going to want to, you know, move on to bigger and better things? Will he want to get into more Hollywood roles? Will he just want to take some time off and spend time with his family for a while? Who knows? You know, so I think a lot of this depends on him, but. It's, it's 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 a nice ride. It's just, you, you, it can't last forever, and it won't last forever. So, you know, because, I mean, this bloodline thing that they're doing is one of the more popular things they've done in a long time, in a very long time. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens. It's going to be interesting, though. I do, I do enjoy it, and Cody is probably, besides Roman, my favorite guy, if not my overall favorite guy. I liked Cody before he left WWE the first time. I really liked Cody in AEW. I, I I enjoyed his work. I enjoyed his work when he was doing the independent scene stuff. I really like how he reinvented himself. And when he came back at WrestleMania last year, that was the moment of the year in wrestling for me. I loved it. It was fantastic. That pop was amazing. So I really do want to see what WWE can do with Cody at the top and see what happens. But you, you're correct. I don't see him as the babyface champ type like Asina. If you know you know what I'm you know where I'm going with that?
0: I know exactly where you're going with that. Okay. I know exactly where you're going with that. And that's that's the thing. It's like I don't know, man. I yeah. I, I look at it and I just shake my head because I yeah. feel like Cody, it it's it may not be your time.
1: Yeah. Let me let me ask you your opinion on something real quick. But since has there really been a true ultimate like baby face since john cena
0: uh i don't think so that's a that's a good question i can't i can't think of one that's a good question
1: you know you know because i i actually think like right now like there's actually i call them tweeners in a sense you know what i mean like like look at seth rollins right now is he a heel or is he a face all right maybe he's a face look at lashley is lashley a heel or is Lashley a face you know what i mean is lesnar what is lesnar It's, you know, it's almost kind of like the wild, wild west. (laughs) They're all seeing everybody seems to be against each other.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. So it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's the most important piece of the puzzle, though, is all of this is very exciting, right? Yep. It's all very exciting. um, Hard to to predict, but it's fun. We know we're going to be watching. And I guess that's the main point. Exactly.
1: Yep. It is is fun. I mean, it's fun to complain. It's fun to debate. You know, you and I, you know, we talk, we debate, we go back and forth, you know, but we're mature about it. We're adults about it. We both ultimately are fans of wrestling and want to see it do well. And even though I'll come on here and with you and I will rip Tony Khan to shreds in my heart of hearts, and this is for you, RJ, I would love to see AEW do well. I would. They just can't get out of their own way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Shout out to RJ. I know he's gonna have something to say about that. My boy um, RJ.
1: My boy RJ. You know, I know. You, you know, it it's it's fun to argue with him. You can he he just he's a he's a good you can just tell he's a good soul. He's a good he's a good guy. He's he's fun and it's all in good fun and nobody no, you know, nobody gets, you know, really too bent out of shape about it. But man, talk about an AEW apologist. Oh my God.
0: That's exactly who he is, and that's why we love uh, arguing with him because he he comes back for more every time.
1: <laughs> he that's never gonna, throws in the towel. No, never, never
0: throws in the do- towel. You He's, always love He's always you ready. He's always it. Danny, what's the best way people can watch your feed, especially um, you know tonight during the during the Royal Rumble? You might be live tweeting, right?
1: uh I, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not too big on live tweeting, but I may. I, I, I will sometimes. Uh, maybe I will just for you, just for you tonight, Duke. We'll go with that, but um. I'm at Wicked Smart on um on Twitter is the best way to find me. Uh if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Daniel Fn Garvin. Um again, if you want to follow me, follow me. If you don't, you don't. Um I'm I'm not the type of guy. I'm not gonna block you. I'm not gonna shut you off. I'm not gonna report you unless you say something very hateful, obviously. But um, you know, I like to have fun on Twitter. I like it's a good time. It's a cesspool, but it's a fun cesspool. So that, that that's the best way to contact me overall. Um, but you know, just some good fun debate. Um, I like it. I've met some really cool people like yourself on Twitter. So I, I try I try to look at it in a positive light, not not the negative light that most people look at it. And just go out there and have fun. It's you know, if you take it too seriously, then <laughs> you're just taking life too seriously, and that's just not the best way to go about it. What is up, you guys? This is Kylan King, the mother f and king, and you are listening to Duke Loves Rasslin.
0: Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Shivani.
1: This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Loves Rasslin.